Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. Today, we're here with Michelle Berman-Michael. She is, uh, among other things, Instagram guru professional, knows it all. We're talking about Beyond Business with her today, all things that you might be interested in social media. Michelle, obviously, thanks for being here. Give us a quick rundown. Like when someone asks you at a dinner party, what do you do? What do you say? Yeah, so I have been in the industry for a long time. And first and foremost, Kevin, thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm honored and excited to be a part of this oh, with always. you. But um, I've been in the industry for a long time. I actually started in the Instagram space back in 2014, which was way before it was like cool, I think uh, is a good way of saying that. Um, and when I got into it, I kind of stumbled upon it. And I'm sure we'll get into that story a little bit. But you know, for me personally, I've been doing this with the intention of changing the culture of the term social media manager, changing the culture of Instagram advertising, um, really trying to change the, the language that people are using around getting help or getting um, education, if you will, on how to do Instagram better. Um, and I don't know if you want me to get into some of the personal side, but I'm, I'm certainly happy to do that, too. Yeah, so let's go back. 2014 Instagram was not what it is today. Um, and you were not who you are today. You know, I, I know it's very rude to ask a lady her, her age, but I, I'm not going to do that. I want you, I want you to go back to the younger you, you know, that's almost 10 years ago, right? Yeah. So the younger you is getting an Instagram. What is she thinking? Like, why, why was Instagram like, yeah, that's my jam. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, can you go back and kind of walk me through that thought process of making that choice? Yeah, so it's funny because actually in 2014, I was uh, 10, almost 10 years ago. So that was eight years ago, but I'm 32. So I was 24. Um, I had actually moved back to Southern California. My dad was actually going through uh, remission or getting ready to go into remission. He was going through um, his stem cell transplant. He had stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I decided to move back to Southern California to be closer to my family as my family was kind of embarking on this journey, if you will. Um, and I decided to get what a lot of people know of as, you know, quote unquote, real job. So I ended up going and working for a PR firm at the time. They were special or they specialized in Twitter and Facebook, which was and LinkedIn for that matter. Instagram was not part of the conversation at that point in, you know, where we were at in social media space. Uh, but I was working for this company mm -hmm. and I walked into my quote boss's office after being upset about a press release that was still not published, even though everybody knows a press release is for immediate release, right? You're supposed to get, get it out as soon as possible. Um, so I walked into her right. office and I was just upset. I was like, Hey, it's been, you know, over 10 days. Why is this press release not out? Uh, and she told me that a semicolon was in the wrong place. And so that's why it hadn't been published. And I just thought to myself in that moment, like, what the hell? Right? Like that is insane yeah. that us like it, edit it and put it out, you know? So I ended up actually quitting on the spot, right. which to my dad's de demise, uh, he was very upset that I did that. Um, and I told him, I said, dad, I, I could do this better. I really believe that there's a better way to do this. 
And at the time, the social media culture was everybody was producing the same content. There's a lot of stock stock imagery type stuff going out. That was definitely the language that was being used. That was the kind of content that was really consistently being put out, irregardless of what type of client it was for that matter. So my thought process going out on my own was I I just believed that there had to be a better way. Um, Instagram didn't happen right away. So when I first went out on my own, I just literally went door to door on businesses in the area. And I said, hey, I used to work for this company. I'm doing it on my own now. This is what I'm going to charge you every single month to give me the chance to to help you. Ended up generating a pretty good client load. Um, But I was in the gym and I actually was venting to a girlfriend about, you know, how I had quit this company and I was frustrated by the culture and I just wanted to figure out how to do it better. And her husband overheard me and he said, Michelle, come to our house. Let's have dinner. I have an opportunity for you. And Greg doesn't know it, but Greg changed my life in over one dinner. Um, And what he showed me, what is now called the influencer space, that's what many people know it as. But what he showed me was buying and selling Instagram accounts, just like you would buy and sell real estate. And what you would do in that process is you would build the account, you would essentially grow its following or its follower base, most importantly, its impressions and its uh, conversion metrics, right? So impressions, its reach, um, the amount of people who are having conversations, are you tracking DM conversations, those types of things. Um, And in that process, two things. One, I made a shit ton of money because I was broke as a joke coming out of the, you know, private sector, if you will. Um, And two, I learned a lot about what actually makes people make purchasing decisions on social media. And I actually did uh, what I was doing or what I described for almost five years. So I was in it for quite a while, uh, made a ton of money, was really grateful. And in that process, I I slowly started to see another culture shift. Uh, And so what I decided to do was I was one, tired of doing everything for everybody else. Two, I was really trying to figure out how I could scale my operation based off of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up hiring a business coach in the UK, flew to the UK, came back. Um, and in that, that process um, of being with this business coach, we decided that I was going to create what is now called the Instagram Power Method and teach everybody mm-hmm. how to do what I had just spent the last five years executing for other people. Um, and ultimately, Amazing. long story short, why Instagram? Instagram has been a platform, in my opinion, that has done several things. First and foremost, it can transcend any economic anything, right? So anything that goes on in our uh, political sphere, anything that goes on in the economy, um, anything that goes on with any other social media app. Um, I think the example I talked to Mm -hmm. somebody yesterday about this, um, you know, Clubhouse was huge for, I felt like about a year and a half during the whole COVID pandemic. But is anybody talking about Clubhouse anymore? And the answer is no. Um, but if you look at Instagram, it's survived every single thing that has occurred. So, uh, why Instagram that first and foremost, it can survive anything. And number two, it's rooted in conversation, right? So are we having conversations? Are we creating virtual handshakes and virtual relationships? Kevin, you and I are a great example of that. I think a friend, a mutual friend of ours tagged me in a post of yours and that's how you and I yeah. got connected. And Um, that's the power of a virtual handshake. That's somebody else saying, hey, you need to talk to him or you need to talk to her. Um, And Instagram is the only app that really creates that to the level that it does because it's rooted in a person behind the voice, right? So it's, or behind the the image or the video or whatever it is, there's an actual person there. And there's a lot that you can learn Mm -hmm. about that person from 
their content if done correctly, of course. Um, but secondly, the conversations can create so much opportunity. Whereas like TikTok, I know you and I talked about that offline TikTok. The problem is we can't right. have direct conversations, right? LinkedIn is in my opinion, where you go, if you're looking for a job or trying to get something along those lines, try, kind of a little higher level, trying to connect with other industry professionals, not so much. I'm trying to go to have conversations to spur business, right? Uh, Judy Fox might yell yeah. for that, but that's my opinion on it. So I hope that answers <laughs> your question. Yeah, it does. I, you know, I, I think the big differentiation, like, you know, anytime I have someone on, you know, I always ask myself, like, why is this person special as it pertains to value to people that might listen? You know, and what you just you just revealed to me exactly what I want to know. Like you you started out hitting the ground, like getting that 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 business as a young age. You know, 24 is relatively young to get that. But I, I think that, you know, at the risk of sounding old and crotchety, you know, I think a lot of quote unquote influencers in the space, they don't get that practical experience of going out and building a business and actual like asking people, hey, whatever you'll pay, this is what I'm going to do for you. Like, so I'm, I'm really glad that that's where you start. I think that that is what makes you special. I think that's what makes you a true influencer in, in the sense of the, of the world. Um, and I, I think that's really something that some of the, um, I don't want to say younger. I want to say that the people who may be under illusion that, Hey, if I just start an Instagram account and put some cool stuff up, uh, I can monetize that in some way, you know, like you set out to make it a business and it started with the dissatisfaction of, man, that's such a great story of like, not putting it out for a semicolon you being like screw that i'm out of here like this is ridiculous like this is what i'm here to do so um i, I really love yeah. that story i think that reveals a lot about not only why uh, you're different as um you know as sort of a ceo figure and a business owner i think also why the people that you train and, and the courses you offer i think why those are different they do come from a place of practical business knowledge they're not just like get a bunch of followers you know, I think that's important of, of the things I've learned about you in a very short amount of time. That was the thing I resonated with the most. I tell my clients all the time. I tell people all the time. I'm like, you can have 10,000 followers and not make a dime and not impact anyone's world, you know, or you can have a hundred followers and 90 of them be like, I love this and really change their landscape, you know? So now what I'm really curious about too, you know, now you're, um, a little older, a little more responsibility, a little more, you know, in tune than you were maybe when you started, rightfully so, no fault of the younger you, you just didn't know what you didn't know. So now, now as you look back, it's really like, you know, it seems like you picked a good horse to ride. You know, how long, how long do you think that's sustainable as far as Instagram being the vehicle? Yeah. So great question. And, and it's a really unique way of asking. It, and I love the way you just did that. Um, but the truth of the matter, as far as you know, again, being in business for eight years, there has certainly been some shifts that have happened. As I said, getting out of sure. the influencer space, creating an online program uh, that alone has also graduated into other things. And, you know, last week I had the opportunity to speak at an incredible conference and really talk about the culture of women in the real estate industry um, and what, as a female leader, my responsibility is in this industry. And I think that that was something that, mm -hmm. first of all, I've never been asked to speak about my journey. And that was really cool. Normally it's like people want to learn about Instagram, but Bernice right, Ross right. is the lady who actually asked me to come speak. And if, if anybody doesn't know who Bernice Ross is, they need to, she's an absolute angel on earth. But um, I got to talk about my career as a whole. And to answer your question, there's, I was going somewhere with that. And 
my thought is, is where do we go? How do we scale Instagram? And does Instagram remain the vehicle of doing so? And I absolutely believe so, you know, especially because the course has evolved into other things for me. So the Instagram Power Method, we have students in 47 states. We have clients um, in three countries on the VIP client side. Um, I have six employees across the country. Um, I really have doubled down on hiring military spouses as my employees because of the fact that they want to be able to have careers. Uh, And a lot of times, Mm -hmm. guess what? We have to move a lot. I'm married to one. I totally get it. You know, Uh, (laughs) you you understand. There's a lot of moving involved in being, you know, married to somebody in the military. And I think that part of my hope, it gives me the goosebumps, honestly, uh, is that my hope is to change the way we hire virtual assistants, because I believe that instead of hiring VAs, I think we should hire military wives or military spouses and give them the opportunity to create a career that is mobile. Um, But Mm -hmm. where I'm going with that is we've created a VIP client program where people pay us to do everything that has now scaled, as I said, to three countries. Um, I now actually just this morning was on my coaching call with my business coach. Many people might know this gentleman named Grant Wise. He's a genius, but um, Grant told me I've now officially stepped into the CEO role. So what does that look like? And what does that mean? That means traveling the country and telling people why Instagram is going to make it and why Instagram is the medium that they should be doubling down on. And so mm-hmm. are we going to make it? Where do we go from here? A hundred billion percent. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be here today if it weren't for the fact that I believe that to my core. Um, and here's what I'll, what I'll say is the way that is true and the way, I, or the reason I know that is true is because I operate with no back door. Um, and let me explain kind of what that, what that means mm-hmm. for people. But Operating with no backdoor means there isn't another option, right? In the back of my mind, I don't have this, right. oh, well, I'll just update my resume and like reach out to you, Kevin, or reach out to somebody I know and be like, hey, you know, Instagram's kind of taking a shit. Can you hire me? Like that's not even something right. that comes into my brain. Um, so for me, uh, where that dials or where that came from, in my opinion, is my athletic background. And I, I spoke about this last week. I swam competitively for almost 20 years, swam for Rutgers. And in that process, all we did was stare at a black line on the bottom of a pool, right? I swam the mile. So I swam the longest (laughs) event. I swam the longest recorded event on record, right? It is the, any of any competition, that is the longest event that you can do. Um, Short course, you know, that's 17 minutes long course. That's closer to 20, depending on who you are. Um, so I stared at the bottom mm-hmm. of a pool, a big black tee for uh, many, many, many hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, and the reality is that in swimming, nobody can jump in and do it for you, right? Nobody, you don't get to call in right. and say, hey, can someone tag me out? Um, and I yeah. believe that I've taken that into what I do in business. And I believe that I've uh, lived that out um, in real life. Uh, so whether it's, I believe Instagram will shift and I think it will always continue to evolve. Um, but I can tell sure. you that whatever that evolution looks like, we're on the train and we're going to go, we're going to go with it. I think that's reassuring. You know, I think, you know, you, you, you keep revealing more and more uh, attractive qualities about your business. Right. So, so one, I love the, I don't even, it's not even a give back. It's just hiring talent where talent is like the military wives. Um, they move around a lot. So having a mobile career is very tough for, I would imagine I've never been a military wife, but I would give it a go if I could, but I imagine it'd be very tough to set up roots as a professional 
um, you know, and, and do that. So I, th- I think that's a great, um, that's something great you don't see in a lot of business. A lot of the folks I coach, they in- implement something like that in their business um, because then it means something different. So I, I think that's, that's really great. I love the fact that it's not a trend. You're not a trend. A lot of, I'm sure your competition, you know, you probably have competition that's like, oh, we're talking about Instagram this week. Okay. I have an Instagram course. And then next week they have a TikTok course. And then next week it's a clubhouse. And then, you know, so I do like, I like the fact that you're, you've, you've picked your horse and you're riding it because of intellectual deductions you're making. Um, and you're saying that this is not going, the algorithm will change. The process will change. They'll add features. They'll take away features. All that doesn't impact the effectiveness of the platform. So I think that's really great. Um, if you look back over your career, like over the last, you know, when, however long, it doesn't really matter. Look back over the over your career. You know, you mentioned dinner with Greg being a monumental moment of kind of being the, a pivot point uh, where things really started to change for you. You said he changed your life in a dinner. You know, um, is there another point of saying, oh, okay, wow, some where there was an affirmation maybe that this is what I should be doing, or was it just kind of congruent from that point on? You know, are there any points along your career where you go, this is going to work? Yeah. I actually have four. So, and I, I, it's so wild that you just asked me that question because my business coach Grant actually had me write some of these things down last week before I left to go speak at this conference because he wanted me to try to, to find my pivotal or pivotal moments. I'm sorry. I can't say that word properly at the moment, Um, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Those moments in my career. So I have four and I'll I'll try to articulate them quickly. So first and foremost was definitely that dinner with Greg, without a doubt. I mean, that is how I discovered Instagram. That's how I discovered the space of Instagram. Uh, That was somebody who didn't know me from Adam and said, Hey, you're a young girl. You've obviously been in the social media space. Let me give you, let me give you a shot. Um, And I'm eternally grateful forever for that individual. Fast forward to the business coach I hired uh, in the UK. I got on a plane completely on a whim. I had actually just gotten out of a horrible relationship and was in a really weird place in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and I hired him, I met him on Facebook. He was recommended to me by four or five other people as a, as a business coach at the time, um, and got on a plane scheduled or bought a plane ticket was on a plane within two weeks, um, to go meet this person again, never met him in real life, had never spoken to him on the phone, only a Facebook messenger. So it was a huge leap of faith. Um, and it turned out I I have the picture saved on my phone because it's so incredibly powerful to me, but, um, think about, uh, easel paper or, you know, like a, a Sharpie marker on a whiteboard type paper. Uh, we mapped out and it was all the scratches, all the arrows, all the, you name it. And what we mapped out is what is now the Instagram power method. So spending seven days in Europe in coffee shops with a guy I barely knew, I came home and created (laughs) a course that's not served. 47 different states worth of real estate agents and loan officers. And we've done over a million dollars in sales since it launched in 2019, um, November of 2019. And it's just been wild, right? Like all because I decided to take a a leap of faith. Um, And then thirdly was actually somebody by the name of Phil Treadwell. Uh, He is one of my closest business friends, closest confidants. He is Mm -hmm. the very first podcast that I was ever featured on. So uh, he tells the story better than I do, but I had actually reached out to him on Instagram four or five times. Turned He turned me down the first three or four times of those. Um, and his wife to this day gives him crap about it. But his wife finally said to him, give her a shot. What's the worst that can happen? You record an episode and you don't like it. So you don't publish it. 
Um, it turned out to be the start of an incredible relationship. And Phil sent me an email after that podcast and I have it saved in my inbox. I have it started red flags so that if I'm ever having a bad day, I can go, go read it. Um, but essentially what Phil told me is, Michelle, you have something to say. People need to hear it. So get on as many podcasts as you possibly can and do it for free. Um, and in the moment I was Absolutely. like, do it for free. What? I got to pay my bills, dude. Um, but <laughs> I, I listened to him and fast forward to today. I mean, I've been on over a hundred podcasts. I started my own, um, not quite three months, four months ago. And like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, I mean, what an incredible moment for me to then catapult to where we are right now. And I believe that being on people's podcasts right. has been the biggest way for me to stay at home and raise my son without having to feel like I needed to be everywhere all the time in order to make relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be number three. And then number four was actually last week when I went to this conference. So again, it was awesome women or awesome leaders, awesome female leaders in real estate. That's a tongue twister for you. But um, when I walked away from that conference, two things. One, I realized that I was not alone. And I think being a business owner and being a leader, uh, especially somebody that works from home mm-hmm. all day, every day, can be incredibly lonely. Um, and I have amazing employees that I get to talk to all the time. I have an incredible husband and I have a baby and I have all these things going on. But running a ship on your own is very, very lonely and nobody talks about that. And so to be in the no. room with all these ladies and to not feel alone anymore um, it's, it makes me want to cry like truly. Um, and the second piece to that is I have felt very, very small in an industry that is very, very big. Um, and Mm -hmm. I walked out of that conference with affirmation that what I'm doing is different. And with a whole bunch of really important women telling me that what I'm doing is different. Um, and as leaders, Mm -hmm. I don't think we get a lot of affirmation very often. I think a lot of times, if anything, we're the last to get told that we're doing something good. Um, and I remember a specific conversation that I had with a lady and I literally put my hands in or my hands over my face and I cried for a solid 10 minutes, just so incredibly grateful for the opportunity that I was given, uh, one to be with other important people and two. Uh, to just feel like I mattered to somebody enough that she was mm-hmm. going to give me the platform to make sure that more people heard about it. And I'm just honored about by that. That's, that's amazing. I, I think that's, you know, so in, in just shy of 20 minutes, you know, like we're getting a good sense of you're not what we might judge, you know, and I think that's something we need to talk about. You know, when you come out and say, I'm the Instagram person or I'm the, you know, whatever it is in the world we live in, you know, there is a judgment that comes along with that. Oh, I get it. Um, you know, it could be, oh, you're into fitness or you sell makeup or you're a coach or, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, there is a, a judgment on that, you know, and, and sharing your story with us, you know, really, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, it's a lonely business if you're not careful. Um, and all we want to do is, you know, uh, I have a little boy too. And so I, I, that, that hits me, you know, when you talk about, you know, the kids involved, you know, like all I want to do is make enough money to spend time with my son and not stress over <laughs> stuff, you know, um, and, and that's, that's that. really it. So I, I think that's, that, yeah, I, th- I think it's very important to understand that the, the lifestyle, you know, when you, when you tackle something and you can balance that on a platform like Instagram, where historically it's based on attention, it's based on how many followers you have and, um, you know, the monetization of it and things like that, you know, and you kind of taking a different approach to it. You know, I work with mostly women myself. I speak to women's groups. I, I probably 
spoken to some people that were in that room as far as female entrepreneurs, even women network, those kind of environments, you know, and I think, I think that is important to hear a voice like yours in that landscape of taking on this traditionally judged platform and saying, no, you know, and, and I want to talk about this maybe, maybe too, you know, saying the perception of it is, you know, you, you provide a lot of value without doing the thing that just grabs attention. You know, I heard someone speak one time and I, I, this was years ago, I was speaking at an event and she was talking about Instagram. This was 2018, 2019, a few years ago. Um, and from stage, she says, and if all else fails, just put the bikini pick up. And I just went, oh, I was like, please don't tell people to do that. Like that, that just, that crushes me to think that that's something that, that that's out there, you know? Um, so, so what, what is your take on, on attention? How do you balance it in life? You know, I, I'm not really interested in how you get attention on Instagram. You know, you can you sign up for a course if you want that, like just take the course, yeah. she'll show you all that. Right. But I'm really more interested yeah. in how do you balance that with being a, being a mom and a wife, you know, the intent, the attention you get in your business and then you sit down at your dinner table and you're not CEO anymore. Uh, what happens between you being CEO and you being date night, mom, T-ball, ice cream, whatever it is, you know, what happens yeah. in that? Uh, it's gotta be a short amount of time. Yeah, it feels like my days just, I don't even know where my hours go truthfully sometimes. Um, but I do wanna mm -hmm. touch on one thing and then I'll get into that side of it because I love that you brought that up. But the one thing I want everybody to hear me say about Instagram and that hearing somebody on stage say that, you'd be shocked how many times I've heard that. Um, and my imagine. number one thing in my career now, especially now that I've started on the speaking circuit and have really started to get more involved in, in what that looks like for my career um, is two things. One, there are a lot of people that are gonna be out there telling you, focus on vanity metrics, get more followers, grow your following, get more likes, get more all mm -hmm. of this. And I will never be that person. And here's why, because the culture is that you can hire a social media manager and hire some, this person to create all your content for you um, and, and push content out for you. And you shouldn't pay more than, you know, 500, 750, 900 a month for that. And mm -hmm. excuse my French, but I call bullshit on that because a social media manager is not somebody that just pushes content for you or shouldn't be. Um, and I'm actually going live about this or live on this topic tomorrow because I'm so incredibly passionate about this. But when mm -hmm. you hire someone, you have to think about this person is a is an extension of who I am. And so when I talk about social media, when I talk about what we do and how we do Instagram, what Instagram is designed to be is, am I creating virtual relationships with people that matter to me and to my business? And uh, the term social media manager, honestly, makes my blood boil because that is not what we do. It is so much more than that. We are a partner in your business. Um, so that's one thing. Now, as far as the personal side, uh, this may resonate with you, Kevin, as a, as a new parent too. Um, I have been very adamant about sleep training and my husband and I started and studied baby wise for my entire pregnancy, pretty much leading up to when we had my son. Uh, and what that has done for me is it's created space in my career for me to be a mom and for me to be who I am as a wife and as somebody who wants to make sure the dishes are done before my husband gets home and, and wanting to be uh, somebody that can serve my husband the way that I believe like a wife is supposed to serve their husband, but also be a CEO and serve and lead the other ladies 
So as weird as it sounds, sleep training, my son actually created space in my career to be able to be all of the things. Um, so I have a saying kind of funny, but I, I only work when my son's asleep. And the reality is that's true. <laughs> like I get up at, you know, between it's 5 true. and 5.30 every morning and I get an hour or power hour in before my son wakes up at 6.30. And the mom strength that some that I have now, like physically and emotionally and like mentally, all of those is needs to be talked about because I get more done in that one hour before my son wakes up than I think any one human should be able to get done in an hour. Um, but that hour and then he takes two two hour naps. So I mean, in reality, I work five to six hours a day. Um, and I've created that space to do that. Um yeah. And another big thing for me that's a non-negotiable is my train, like my fitness, right? So my husband and I have built mm -hmm. a, a pretty significant home gym now that we live where we live and there's no gym nearby. Uh, so for us going out there and working out for an hour, that is non-negotiable. That doesn't get taken away. Um, that isn't something that, oh, well, I don't have time for it today. If I make time for it and my team knows that Michelle has to go outside and do those things. Um, and I was, you know, at that conference last week and I got up early and went to the gym. Like it was just a non-negotiable in my career. And I think that that's kept me, um, one in tune with what really makes me, me. And, and number two, it keeps me kind of balanced, if you will, because I don't, I don't care how important we become or how, uh, powerful that's a terrible word, but how uh, influential I end up being over the course of the rest of my career, nothing will ever be more important to me than being a wife and being a mom um, and being fit at doing so because I plan on being around until maybe I'll be the first person that lives till I'm 120, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I hope you do. I hope you do. Um, I hope so. You know, I, I think that adds another layer. <laughs> I think that adds another layer of effectiveness for what you do. You know, I, I think, you know, the, the coaches you hire, the coaches I hire, it, it's not just because of their savvy in their um, their niche in business. I look at how they live, you know, and I'm like, is there evidence of balance in life in their in their social media in the, in the things I see? Is there evidence of them going on vacation? Is there evidence of them is, you know, I, I want to see the whole picture because I'm not interested in someone just telling me to hustle and grind until I might get some remote resemblance of what I want. Uh, it really is, you know, do what I do what I want, do what I want when I want to do it, <clears throat> you know, and my family, we live in an RV and travel the country uh, full time. And so it very much is like, I don't want to be working. Yesterday, we went to Badlands National Park. I didn't want to be working on Monday. So we went for a hike and we went for a drive and we did all the, all the stuff. And I think that's that balance is really important. That that will resonate in, in everything. So I imagine that your clients benefit greatly from those being your standards and principles. Um, well, I think somebody, somebody said something last week at the conference that I just want to reiterate because this was another woman. She has four kids. Um, she is a former CEO oh of gosh. a very large real estate company. Um, I'm not going to name, mm -hmm. name the company for, sake, for the sake of the conversation. <laughs> but um, what she said is that there's no such thing as a work-life balance. That doesn't exist, right? The true Correct. definition of what that is really isn't a thing. But what is the thing is right. harmony, right? Finding this kind of harmony between how much business do we need to do? How much mom do we need to be? How much wife do we need to be? Um, and can you find that balance or the harmony, if you will, um, that mm -hmm. creates peace for you? And that's something that only we know that we're at peace with where we're at. Um, you know, me working five to six hours a day, 
that gives me peace because I know that when my son is awake, he gets my attention and, and we can go upstairs and we can sit in his room and we can play and, uh, you know, we can read and we can do the things that I want to do to be able to be a good mom to him. Um, but at the same time, I can go crush a sales call or I can go crush a team meeting and make sure that my girls are good. Uh, and at the end of the day, I get to go to bed at night knowing that I've served the person that I want to serve today or served a person, right? My goal is always, can I change one person's business today? Because if I can say yes to that, then I get to go to sleep at night and know that I did something good. Um, and that's been my saying since 2014, when I spent the last $57 I had on my credit card uh, limit to incorporate Berman Media. Um, but, you know, even I, I want to end with this piece uh, of this part of the conversation because I, I, I wrote it down last week. Um, and I actually posted about it earlier, but in life and in, in your business, and I know that you'll resonate with this so much, Kevin, because I feel very connected to you on that level, but um, find somebody in your life that gives you the space to go do what you want to do. Um, but more importantly, find somebody who tells you that you already have it in you. Like you already have what you need to be successful inside of you. Um, and I'm lucky to have married that man. I, I don't think everybody is, is that lucky. Um, but I do know that my husband has given me the space and has told me more times than I can count that it is already inside of me. And he's then given me the space to go find it on my own. Um, and so I think that who you are as a person and who you surround yourself with um, makes a huge difference in whether or not you can find harmony in your life. Right. My husband's the same. Like, he'll be like, why are you working? It's time to go work out. Or he'll say, hey, we're on vacation. You know, why are you on Instagram? Like, he will do those things. And I need him to do that. Because if not, mm -hmm. I, I'm just like everybody else. I'm a workaholic and I want to make money and I want to do the things that my team needs me to do. Um, so you, you need to you need to find the person that can tell you that it's already in you and then also give you the space to go do it. Absolutely. I, I think that's. That's that's kind of the secret sauce of the whole thing, you know. Um, I, I I resonate you know, in my world, you know. My my mantra has been for years: there's no such thing as work-life balance. The word balance indicates equal parts. I don't want equal work in life. I want a lot more life than work, you know. So just by sheer definition, um, and I, I've never used the word harmony. I'm, I'm going to look into that. I've used the word management. You know, I want work-life management. You know, I want to decide what to do, when to do it, all that. So I, I resonate with that deeply. Um, one of the things that I did in a past life was film speakers and coaches for about three years. Uh, so I traveled the country filming speakers and coaches and so cool. A, a over overwhelming majority of them as they're telling their story echoed what you just said. You know, when you said I spent my last 57 bucks, you know, there, so uh, an overwhelming majority of them, there was this moment in time of all in, all right, you're either in or you're not, you're committed or you're not. You're, this is it yep. or this is not. There's no plan B. There's no exit ramp. This is going to work or you're starting over, you know? Um, and, and so, I, and it's really, I, I talk about that when I'm, when I, if I'm doing a talk on, you know, commitment or leadership or something like that, I talk about how that data that I collected personally, I filmed probably close to 500 keynote talks across the country. And probably of those 500, if that was the story being shared, 450 of them had this all in moment where we took everything out of savings and we put it on the business and we had to figure it out. And it was like, it, that was the sentiment. So 
when you go back to that that moment of you know you were much younger the overhead was probably a lot less the uh things at stake were a lot less um you know i mean you probably didn't have your son you know you, you there was you know but it doesn't take away from the gravity of it you know if you can go back to that moment like yeah. and then future cast a little bit and say did you think that spending that last 57 bucks would lead you here or were you just hoping that you wouldn't drown so to speak um no i i never if you would have asked me eight years ago um november will be officially eight years but if you would have asked me call it seven and a half years ago if i'd be sitting right here where i am running a million dollar company with six employees across the country and uh having this harmony in my life of being a mom and being a wife and being a, a ceo i would have legit laughed at you uh because i just back then i think it was always that seed in the back of my head where i thought i thought i could but i didn't believe in myself enough at the at that time to say that i would right i think i again to reiterate right. that like i thought i could but i genuinely didn't have the confidence mm -hmm. and didn't have uh the people in my life at that time to to make it so that i would if that makes sense um yeah so did I think it would get me here? No, not not in the slightest. But I, it reiterates a, a point I made where when I left the company I, that I was working for, I, I made the sentiment to my parents and I said, I just believe there has to be a better way. And if I backed up, back up a little bit before that, I graduated college with a degree in journalism and psychology um, with the intention of if you are going to write about people, you have to understand why people operate the way that they do, right? And there's a reason why people think the way they think and people just, you know, make decisions the way that they make decisions. And I was very intrigued by all of that. Um, and a lot of times mm -hmm. I would say to myself and have said to multiple other people in my career, and I, I probably said this on other podcasts, but I just believe that I had something to say. And when I graduated college, I said that in my speech, um, I believe I have something to say and I just don't know what it is yet. Um, and fast forward to today, I believe that me making that commitment to myself to go find a, something to make mm -hmm. the social media and Instagram space different, I believe finding that has been the platform I needed to create a voice for this platform and for this, you know, Instagram, mm -hmm. I love Instagram. Like I, I genuinely love the platform. And now that I have the space to actually get to explain why I love it and explain why other people should love it. Um, you know, it's certainly led me to a wonderful and very uh, infant career still in comparison to a lot of people. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I would say I'm going to go back to one thing and then I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Kevin. But the Nike checkmark or the Nike swoosh, if you will, right, that represents a lot more than uh, just being a black swoosh mark. It represents the athletic world and the blood and the sweat and the tears and quite literally the years and years and years of work that goes into being a successful athlete. Um, and I translate, you know, my Nike swish is the black line on the bottom of the pool. That sounds so stupid, but in reality, when you stare at something for as many hours as I did over the course of my 20 year swimming career, that's a lot of thinking time. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's yeah. created a, a passion in me and a fire in me to change the world one person at a time, as stupid and cliche as that sounds. Um, and I believe that Instagram has given me that medium and has given me that platform to create the most incredible relationships uh, and $57. If that's all it took, then I, I consider myself very lucky. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I would too. And, and I think that, you know, the ROI on that is um, knowing what you know now is, is it infinite. It's just a no brainer. You know, where at the time sure. it probably was a big deal and there was probably a lot of quote unquote adult voices in your head saying, don't do this, this is irresponsible. This is da, 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 you know, oh, yeah. whatever they were saying at the time. Um, you know, and I, I think it's really, I think it's fascinating to hear those correlations between swimming and business. Like it's not all that different. If you look at the same black line long enough, you figure it out, you figure out how to use it. You figure out how to, uh, how to adjust your mindset around it. You figure out when you need to breathe. You know, there probably was a point in your career. You didn't have to count how many strokes it took for you to get from, you know, one wall to the next, or when you were going to do your flip turn or it, like, it was just that instinctual thing. And business is not all that dissimilar. What I'm finding, um, you know, from my, my athletic career in the past, you know, it really is that discipline and that training to even stay with it long enough to figure it out. That's what you want. You could have quit swimming the first time you lost a meet and you didn't, right. You could have quit business. Yeah. Yeah. You could have quit business the first time it got hard. The first time it was like, Oh, I didn't get a client today or I, you know, had a bad day or whatever. And you didn't. And those are the people I think we need to gravitate to in business, especially in the social media world, because there are a lot of people that, you know, for lack of a better phrase, they fall ass backwards into popularity and then monetize that popularity and have no savvy or discipline to support it. And that's really what I find interesting about you is that um, at first glance, the platform is familiar. As you dive deep, you're like, shit, she knows what the hell she's doing. Like, she is a beast in business and training and getting people results and what they want. That's why I'm here talking to you, because I just found something that was so you know, when you brought up 1%, our saying in our nonprofit, we help kids who are fighting cancer. My son's a cancer survivor. And our saying in that nonprofit is make one child's day 1% better. That's our saying all day, every day. That's what we do. So when you brought up 1%, I was like, God, we're just like vibing. Like, it's just like, you know, we got so much, so, so much there. But um, yeah, and, and I think that's it. You know, if you're going to choose someone to, to, to run with, that has to be something that holds water. You can't just look at, you know, followers, you know, I think the first inclination is if someone like you that does what you do, let me go to her page, see how many followers she has. And that would be the wrong metric, right? Absolutely. That would be the wrong metric. That's what a, be that's what a beginner would do. I don't, you know, your, your brand is not necessarily for the beginner um, who wants to stay a beginner. It really is for that. So I need to ask you a question. This is not a, this is a serious question, but it's a phenomenon that I'm, I'm curious about on a lot of platforms, but especially uh, Instagram with your expertise there. Uh, the DM conversations seem really shitty. They seem really pitchy. <laughs> they seem really salesy before you even go on a date. It's like, you know, you, you liked one of my pictures. All well, of a sudden you're selling me your stuff in the D in the DMs. What is your take on that? You know, are you addressing that in your in your world? You know, give me your your two cents. Uh, what do you see? Yeah, so we have I have an entire module in my course called DM like a boss. Literally, that's what it's called. And I'm not, not, not being Great. funny. You've already that's solved it. I don't then. need to worry about it. And, and <laughs> what DM conversation, a couple of things about DM conversations. One, they should never be initiated with anything related to business ever, in my opinion. Um, I Very rare exception, I should say, like asterisk ex, ex, exception which is when I reach sure. out to a handful of other podcasts after I was on Phil Treadwell's podcast, Mortgage Marketing Expert, I reached out to a podcast host and said, hey, I was just on Phil Treadwell's podcast. He actually told me to reach out to you. That is a different level of conversation, right? That's a different way of having a, a connected piece. 
But I get DMs every single day, as do you, I'm sure, as do tons of us listening Mm -hmm. to this that are, hey, so-and-so, I just started following you. I love what you do. And also, here's my product. Here's my website if you want to schedule a call with me, right? Um, So my philosophy around DM conversations is what it's rooted in a a series of things that I've created or kind of coined, but I, I call it the three C's, right? So our platform allows us to build connections with people. I saw your post about your son, Kevin, and I knew um, that cancer was something that had touched your life. Cancer has touched my life multiple Mm -hmm. times. Um, I lost my grandmother to breast cancer. My father was given less than six Mm -hmm. months to live and beat it. Um, I'm so grateful for Cedar Sinai in Southern California for for saving my dad. But um, I have a tattoo on my side in honor of the saying that my dad coined during his cancer fight. Um, and so for me, I saw that connective piece with you after already being connected to you by somebody else and said, mm-hmm. I like this guy. I'm going to go ahead and schedule a call because I, I legit want to have a conversation with him. Um, so the first C is connection, right? And are we creating connection? Are we taking the time to go and look at someone's platform and find a connective piece? Then once we find a connective piece, are we having or starting a conversation with them about that connective piece first? So you and I, I know we didn't get a ton of time offline, but had we, I would have brought up that Facebook post I saw that you posted about your son because it matters, right? And that's something that I can resonate with. So the conversation you have with someone becomes very easy. Every single sales call that I have, the start of that conversation is not about business. It's about that individual. And if I see a call come through, I go and I look them up. I try to see what I can see. I take the time to do that. So that that conversation is more impactful, both for them and for me, for that matter, because I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste their time Um, and vice versa. Right. Um, And that ultimately leads to conversion being very, very easy. Right. So Facebook ads, notoriously, everybody knows Facebook ads are hard to convert. They'll give you fake names, fake numbers, fake emails, all of that. It becomes this like disaster fest of I have all these leads I need to follow up with, but nobody's answering the phone. It's the same thing as cold calling. It's awful, mm-hmm. right? And so what yeah. I have created is a system that allows you to build a connection first, create the conversation and do it with uh, intention because then when you do have the opportunity to convert, it's, it will be. And I can I will bet my all of my money on this because I know that it works and I, I do it every single day. Um, that, that conversion right. will be so much easier if you take the time to focus on those first two C's. Um, and that is certainly something that we teach, uh, in extreme depth in the program. It's scary when you say, I'll put all my money on it. It's not 57 bucks anymore, Michelle. Like you got a lot more now. Than <laughs> so that, my that, that really that, punched me for saying that right now. I'd be like, don't say that. Yeah. Um, but don't say that. Don't, don't that good, and I, I believe that to my core. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's, you know, that's really where you, you stand out. You know, I think, you know, there, there was, um, the like-mindedness there, you know, I think the the DMS are really where I, I, you know, it takes everything in me not to coach people who send me the wrong DM at first, but I was telling someone earlier today, um, you know, primarily on LinkedIn, you know, cause I do, I, I am active on LinkedIn, I'm active on Instagram as well, but you know, it's just pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch. And I read them all. And, but occasionally, you know, I, I was connected with this, this person, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and she just did it 
very, like, I just felt like she was sincere. I felt like she got it. I felt like she actually looked at what I do for a living. She looked at where, how I, my pre, my point of view, she looked at a lot of things and then approached me on, like you said, like a non-business topic. And we had a couple back and forth and I was like, I know what this is. You know, I'm in, I'm, I'm a coach. I coach business people. So I see it coming from a mile away. I know what this is, but she's doing it really well. And I'm just, I want to just talk to her. I want to just say hi, you know? And so we've got a call scheduled for next week and I don't know what, I, I may buy what she's got. I may not, who knows? But the fact is she did it really well. That didn't make me feel like um, I was a numbered or feel like I was being pitched to. And I knew what it was from the get. You know, so that's that's the mastery I think you're bringing you're bringing to the table, um, and I think it's really important in the landscape. So um, I'm only going to tell people one way to get in touch with that's got to be Instagram, right? Like jump on the Instagram. Berman Media Social on Instagram is how you'll find me. Uh, don't email me because I have fourteen thousand unread emails, and a lot of times they, they get lost. So there you go. Uh, jump on Instagram, Michelle. It's been a, a delight. I don't think this is our last conversation. I hope it's not. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'll probably be a client sooner than later. Um, and, and it really has. I, I think, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you take away one thing, I think really the one thing to take away is like, you have to find the real deal. You have to find the person who um, backs up what they say and believes what they do in business, especially on social media platforms. You know, Michelle, if I have to, if I had to ask you what you do, you know, it probably comes out in this order, wife, mom, athlete, Instagram trainer. <laughs> it's probably, that's probably the order in which you would get things. And that, that's what really makes it, you know, so thank you for sharing your story with us. I, I really find that not enough people do that uh, in, in doing similar things to what you do. But what I, what I've learned today is one, you've got the business chops to back it up. It's not just the strategy of getting Instagram to work for you. It really is take, take what you teach and you can apply it to almost anything in business and something is going to resonate. Something's going to work, you know? Um, and that's the real deal. So thank you for sharing your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, so this is Kevin beyond business here with Michelle Berman, Michael, uh, Instagram. I, I'm just going to call you guru. You're the only person I've met who does what you do that I believe. You know, and so take that as a high compliment because I do this all day, every day. Um, and so so really reach out to her, follow her on Instagram. If you are looking to up that Instagram conversion for your business or get some more um, some more traction in that, just no brainer. Go, go do it. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.